It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Theory actually took center stage here. Looking at the governor's race in this, this top line marquee race, what do you think the story is here tonight thus far? Somebody in uh, high up in uh, McAuliffe's camp who was there with McAuliffe uh, put it this way to me about an hour ago. It's a bloodbath. It was a very tough night of election results for the Democrats and a major victory for the Republicans. In Virginia, let's start there. Republican Glenn Youngkin beat Democrat Terry McAuliffe for governor. All righty, Virginia, we won this day. What a day. What a day. That's a good one. you got to be kidding me. It was one of these things where I, I woke up in the middle of the night. I'm like, did this really happen? I don't know. Did this really happen? And uh, so the impossible happened. What can you say? The reality yeah, my only in regret. politics in the United States of America today are completely different than they were yesterday. Right. My only regret is that nobody, including you and I or anybody else, paid enough attention to New Jersey. Imagine if a little attention and money had been expended on the New Jersey race. Uh, well, I mean, what, were we going to give money? Well, no, we weren't going to give money, but imagine if we had, like, talked about it or thought about the New Jersey Dude, race at all. money doesn't matter. The dude spent it's 136 not about bucks. Money, but, like, think about how many times we talked about the Glenn Youngkin race on this show and about Loudoun County and mm-hmm. all these issues, and we never talked about New Jersey mm-hmm. because the polls weren't showing it close enough that he had any shot. Right. And it turns out he had a shot, but nobody was paying attention, so... Yeah, so, well, I mean, uh, how do you know? It was the impossible. Like, it's, right. it's like a Republican winning in Cambridge, Massachusetts. It's, 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 who would have thought it? Right, I mean, although Chris Christie wasn't that long ago, I think we all need to remember that, like, nothing in politics is set in stone, right? Like, that there aren't unwinnable races, and there aren't unwinnable districts and states, and that... People have to get out there and give it a shot. And what I love, and I spoke to a guy today in, in my show in, in Connecticut, I love is that that people won 
school board seats. Yes. All over the place. All over the place. So this horse bleep, sicko experimentation crap can go away. Or at least be... Uh, be challenged. Yes, be challenged. Exactly. When somebody decides that they want to you know, make a hobby out of um, using racism to in the uh, in the classrooms. You know, it's, it's, you know what still gets me today? It actually Brian today in the it's, it, I do the morning host is named Brian. He didn't cross over. He's like, and I said the critical race theory, and he said, "Well, what if they teach that in class? What does it look like?" Mm-hmm. And he's not alone. He's a nice guy, but but it's the left has never bothered to look into it. They've gone over, he walked over here, and said, "Critical race theory. What is it? Well, it's a law school thing." And they say, "Oh no, that's a law school thing." It's like it, well, not hey. only that. Well, they, it's either that or. They deny it while using all the vocabulary that is used in critical race theory. Right. So I saw a great metaphor on Twitter today that I retweeted and I think is absolutely perfect, which is, you know, Montessori schools. Mm -hmm. And you could say, like, in Montessori schools, they teach no Montessori theory. They don't teach the elementary schoolers the founder of Montessori educations like theories on child raising and like teach her about the theory teach them about the theories that she proliferated and all that right like or in Waldorf schools they don't have the third graders reading Rudolf Steiner books about his theory of the human being and consciousness right like they don't do that but obviously Waldorf education or Montessori education is completely informed by and steeped in their theories and ideas. And that's what critical race theory is. And so that's why when they say like, well, they're not teaching it. Well, yeah, they're not teaching Derek Bell and all these like law school people who came up with a theory of critical race theory. But these are people who are educated in critical race theory who are infusing it into everything they do right, the exactly. same way a montessori education is different than well, a regular the, the education. funny thing is is that the montessori school in new haven actually teaches critical race <laughs> of course we covered, we covered it before it's proudly on their facebook page of course but i mean obviously there are multiple educational philosophies out there and when you teach an educational philosophy you aren't teaching the kids like about the educational right. philosophy you're just teaching them based on what you the adult learned in the philosophy mm-hmm. so we're teaching kids with a bunch of teachers and school administrators who have been brainwashed by this stuff and that's all they can think to them it's just reality it's like mm-hmm. asking a fish if they're teaching about water like they're not but it's just because that's like the reality that they've ingrained into their worldview, right that to them that's just normal is critical race theory Oh, absolutely. Of course. But everyone's repeating this narrative. It was like narrative, narrative, narrative. Nobody can even, nobody on the left can even say the words critical race theory without adding the caveat, which isn't even taught. Nobody even teaches it. Right. Nobody teaches critical right. race theory. Right. And that's theory. a, that's a, um, Glenn Youngkin is focused on critical race theory, which isn't even real. Doesn't right. Even and that's, exist. A, that's a completely disingenuous thing to say, either horribly lazy or disingenuous. Because, yeah. it, and it, because they not only do they, say it's not being taught but they couple it with and we're not going to stop yeah and or obviously go, we're going to do it or they'll say oh you don't want people to learn about slavery yeah like, you don't want on, people to idiot. learn about thomas jefferson so you can, come on everybody calm down all right <laughs> come on well and it's like you said it's either disingenuous like they're either lying or they're stupid 
Or both. I mean, they're not mutually exclusive. But like anybody who says that critical race theory isn't even being taught. Nobody's even teaching it. They're just they. it's one of two things. They're either lying or they don't know anything about this issue. Right. And they're using it as this cheap gotcha. Like they were circulating this video of this older gentleman that somebody found and interviewed in Virginia, like a jaywalking video from the old Tonight Show. Right. Like they were like, so what, why are you voting? And he's like, well, I don't like critical race theory being taught in the schools. And they're like, so can you define critical race theory? And he's like, well, I don't really know what it is, but like what I've seen of it, I don't like. And like, you know, they interviewed a black dad who's homeschooling his kids. Because he didn't like a school assignment that came home about Lincoln. And they were like, well, he couldn't articulate what was wrong with it. Like, what is this? <laughs> what planet have we entered where we're telling black parents that they they don't know enough about how we're teaching race in the school? Like, no, you just don't understand that we're teaching your kid about racism. Black parent who doesn't know right. enough about what's good for your kid. Like, are, are you serious Which right is, now? That's the narrative that you're going with right now? Yeah, it, it, yeah. I seriously think that the whole push for y- using this racism charge is going to fizzle out. You can't use something this much. It, it's so omnipresent at this moment. and it, Actual racism is not. You know, but all of this, all of these um, uh, accusations, et cetera, this is racist, that's racist, this is, Glenn Youngkin is racist, um, you know, uh, Winsome Sears is racist, uh, you know. Yeah, this- you're calling everybody white supremacists mm-hmm. who elected the first black woman lieutenant governor of Virginia, who's a Marine, who's awesome, by the way, Yes, who took I, pictures I, of herself posing with an AK-47. Your, your husband... You, or not an AK-47, Your sorry, husband, AR-15, Alice, I lied. on his substack, but, has predicted that she is going to be elected, the first black... You're going to have to change a couple laws before we get there. Don't you worry about what we'll gets take changed, care of that. Alice. Okay. You and Toast, was, don't worry about the fine print. She was born in Jamaica, print. but we'll have to change born a couple laws for that. That's but. America, my friend. Anything in the Western Hemisphere is America. That's part of the Monroe Doctrine. Maybe we should just colonize it, and then, you know, she'll have been born in America. Well, we're colonizers, so should be easy. There we go. Let's go for it. Um, but yeah, she's awesome. They also elected the first Cuban AG you know, in Virginia. So, I mean, like... And then you're going to turn around and say, well, you're a white supremacist, which just goes to show you it has nothing to do with race or racism. This is a political philosophy that they're following. And if your race doesn't happen to align with, you know, what they think you should be doing or advocating, then you don't count as that race automatically. It has nothing to do with race. And the it's whole funny, philosophy and these people on the left totally all divorced. say they use all of it. This is white supremacy. This is um, your refusal because of your own whiteness to mm-hmm. use anti-racism and because uh, you come from a place of privilege. And they, well, they're saying, telling us that critical race theory is something only taught far off in law schools. They all are steeped in it so much that they know every part of it. And they right. use it to launch their attacks. It's like, well, if you, you know, uh, Johnny Kelly, seem to know everything about, use all the critical race theory um, vocabulary words, the rhetoric, mm-hmm. successfully uh, on me, uh, you know, uh, then what's to say a teacher isn't too, you know? Right, so exactly. It, it, and, I mean, to me, it just sort it, of... And it, all, it all got banged in through with the George Floyd stuff, the Black oh, Lives Matter right. That's I really mean, when, it, when it got the push. Right, and I mean, but I think there's still a 
quieter, but still out there, majority of people who think that this stuff is crazy or who are... I think that's what last night and I mean, was. And I think that a lot of them honestly are very progressive mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, but just haven't gotten the memo that like, you know... So what do you think? What was last night a referendum on? Oh, multiple things. Multiple things. Because I think, for example, like, I don't think... In New Jersey, there was the focus necessarily on the schools and critical race theory that you saw in Virginia. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that that was... On critical race theory, right. On critical race theory. But, I mean, the schools obviously has been a big issue everywhere Shutdown, because of unions, COVID. Right. right. However, um, you know, we saw the same thing in New Jersey. We saw the same thing in some places in New York and not just the governor's races. So this isn't just like the candidates that people ran or whatever, like... We were talking about it today. The The Senate president, who's a Democrat in New Jersey, lost a race or is in a very tightly locked race with the uh, Republican now ahead, a Republican who's a truck driver who spent $153 on his whole campaign and was not expected to win at all. You know, and like half of it was spent on Dunkin' Donuts for volunteers. It's really like, you know... I. This was a wave that went beyond like specific right. local issues about local things right. that well, people well, then cared that's about. A, that's a is it refutation or repudiation? Repudiation. It's a repudiation. What about refutation? What is that? I mean, that's when you refute something, so you like, okay, disagree so with it, of... argue with okay. it. Okay, I use that wrong yeah. in okay. my, today. Okay. Well. Um, so 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 this that means then at least in that state. It was a repudiation of the Democratic Party because nobody knew who the truck driver was. They're just saying, find me the D's and I'm voting for the other guy. Exactly. So this was a wave year in the true sense where people were saying, I'm seeing that these people in this party are causing problems that I don't like. And I mean, I think that they're across the board. A lot of the things that we've talked about together, I think Afghanistan's a part of it. I think that inflation is a big part of it. I think gas prices are a big part of it. I think the continued issues with the labor market are part of it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're a small small business owner, like you're still seeing problems that Joe Biden can sit here and tell us the economy's back and that it's all just COVID. But you know that that's not true. You know the reason why you're not able to hire people isn't because the 20 year olds that you want to use to staff your restaurant are afraid of COVID. That's mm-hmm. not what you are literally seeing on the ground out there, right? Like, that's people can see that this narrative is not true. People can see that things aren't going well. This is people saying stuff is not going in a direction that I like right now, right? right. Well, and I think that you're right. In, 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 like you just mentioned, the, the fact that the administration won't acknowledge it. And that they've got there. It's both the left medium and the flack. um, They've got an attitude. They're condescending and they're gaslighting. And not only that, but I really think you can't hire people because they're scared of COVID. Right. And I also think that the third part of that is the priorities of the administration. To have, you know, Rachel Levine up there and spend your time having the audacity to lie to us Mm -hmm. about the first woman, four-star general, who works there. And then have Rachel Levine do her own little presentation say, I'm so happy to be honored to be the first woman who's... I know. Well, and I think you're right. I think it's a priorities issue because we always get told, like, well, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. You know, like... 
we've lived places like Melrose where they're getting rid of Halloween and people are saying, why is this your priority? And they're going, well, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can do all the things. We can do all this and that and the other thing. But the thing is, is the fundamentals aren't working right now. You don't have the economy going. You're getting people fired because they won't get a vaccine. You you know, and you're doing all this stuff that people don't like and ruining the economy and telling them that it's going to be the most expensive Thanksgiving ever and you're not going to be able to get Christmas presents for your kids. And then you're going to turn around and shove this stupid International Pronoun Day stuff down my throat. Mm -hmm. Like, screw you. I think people have a lot more tolerance for you doing dumb stuff at the State Department and tweeting stupid things about pronouns and the first woman four-star general Mm -hmm. or whatever stupid thing. If you have the stuff that actually impacts their lives in order. Right. I mean, we, but when we. If you're ruining people's everyday lives, if you can't pay your bills because Joe Biden has killed the Keystone Pipeline and refuses to let the United States be energy independent, then you have a lot less patience for stupid grandstanding about fake four star admirals. Right. And I also think that you look at the, the trouble. Uh, you look at the disaster in Afghanistan, where we've left uh, people, mm-hmm. we've abandoned Americans there, and now the rampant stories, and I did send it one to us a couple of days ago, the rampant stories of people having to sell their daughters, selling their daughters to old men to have as their playthings, young daughters. These are nine, 12-year-old daughters. Mm-hmm. Um and the stories are out there now. They're mainstreamed. I think the most recent one I saw was actually a CNN article on oh, this. Wow. And for us to, when we abandon, say, we expect you to treat women and girls well. Well. Yeah, did oh, they not have the diversity in their government right. that we expected? Surprise, surprise. The right. Taliban wasn't doing the right things with women and girls. Right. And even today, Biden was asked um, was asked about the $450,000 uh, mm-hmm. By Peter Ducey. To illegals. Right. And he said, you're making it up, essentially. I'll try to find it. I did get a little bit of Yeah, what... but this was the Wall Street Journal, the hard news side. Uh, oh, right, of course. Here, by the way, here's a little bit of Biden. For young children. We started packing and shipping these orders last week. As soon vaccines, as the FDA he's thrilled that the vaccines the vaccine. Are We've already sent... You know what's going to be not happening when what? those vaccines go out? A hell of a lot of people aren't going to have their kids get vaccinated. So well, this yeah. is another thing that the government is setting up to fail. Well, yeah, setting and then school districts are going to mandate it, and then more people are going to pull their kids out of the schools and send them to private schools or homeschool them or whatever. Right, but it's going to be a disaster because you're going to have kids, once again, who are not where they should be. And millions of doses, excuse me, <clears throat> millions of doses, and millions more to come by next week. These doses will be available at approximately, excuse me, <clears throat> I beg your pardon. I swallowed wrong. <laughs> I only give him a fifth of a water of will be available in approximately 20,000 locations around the country. These include places that parents know and trust. Their local farmers. So I'm going to call an audible here. I want to go to where he starts taking questions. Because who cares about this? Am, but that's okay. You're up. Well, Hold on. You can do this. I'm going to take questions. Because I want to just want to pop it. Start all the way at the end. You're not all with the end, but that's okay. You're up. Um, as leader of the Democratic Party, how much responsibility do you take for the dismal results in Virginia and the last night? Well, look, yesterday reminded me of uh, 
that one of the sacred rights we have is to be able to go out and cast our votes. And remember that we all have an obligation to accept the legitimacy of these elections. Oh, no. I was talking to Terry to congratulate him today. He got 600,000 more votes than any Democrat ever Congratulations. We brought out every Democrat. He got 600,000 more votes Democrat than any Democrat was, ever More got. votes than ever has been cast for a Democratic incumbent. I'm not incumbent. A Democrat running for governor. And no governor in Virginia. Answer the question about the reality. A nuclear explosion just happened in the Democratic Party. You, you should acknowledge it at some point, unless he's not doesn't have the faculties to acknowledge it. And I wonder at this point. Virginia has ever won when he's of the same or he or she's the same oh. party as the city. Yeah, president. that's what happened. It was normal. What I do know is, I do know that people want us to get things done. They want us to get things done. And that's why I'm continuing to push very hard for the Democratic Party to move. That's what they're going with. Yep, they, yeah. want to see, they want to see huge spending of money in a time mm-hmm. of uh, inflation. That's what they want to see. Things just are going really well. They're just not going quite well enough. People want more of what they've been seeing is the yes, problem. Yes, absolutely, People, yes. They-, they want more Build Back Better. That's what I got from this. Move along and pass my infrastructure bill and my Build Back Better bill. I think if we... Well, I guess he was watching Joy Reid because that's what the MN- about, MSNBC oh, panelists yeah. went with too. Is you see, well, they want to get should have been more progressive. Well, we Joy Reid wants to get enough. rid of the infrastructure bill, the hard infrastructure, and just do the human infrastructure. <laughs> that's what she's saying. She said that don't treat that like a little brother. What we what we're talking about here, people are upset and uncertain about a lot of things, from COVID to school to jobs to a whole range of things and the cost of the well that's not really true because people are certain about a lot of things they're sick of the COVID things they want it end they want their jobs back they want to be able to hire people they want to have um schools be normal again right so people are not uncertain about things they're certain that we're going in the wrong direction and so they crossed over and voted in a way they never do because they're so certain we're what you're doing sucks Exactly. A gallon of gasoline. And so if I'm able to pass signing the law, my Build Back Better initiative, I'm in a position where you're going to see. Sorry, this keeps stopping. I'm not really stopping it on purpose. A lot of those things ameliorated quickly and swiftly. Oh, I see. That has to be done. We passed the bill. It'll fix it. Do you take some responsibility? Good follow up. And do you think that Terry McAuliffe would have won if your agenda had passed before Election Day? Well, uh, I think we should have should have passed before Election Day, but I'm not sure that I would be able to have changed the number of very conservative folks who turned out in the red districts who were Trump voters. But maybe what the hell is that? Well, yeah. So (laughs) the problem with this line of logic is, like he's saying, like a lot of people for an off-year election did turn out and vote for Terry McAuliffe. The problem is that more Republicans turned out and right. voted for the other guy. That's the issue. So, I mean, and there's a lot of kind of debate about this in politics. Is like, yeah, how but do you the win problem elections? is, is a lot of people who would normally vote for the blue guy voted for the red right. guy. Right, and that's the thing, is that turnout, turning out one more voter gets you one more voter but switching a voter from the other side to your side gains you net 
two votes mm-hmm. because they've lost one and you've gained one. So it's much more efficient to convince voters who are already going to come out to vote for you than it is to try and get voters who weren't going to come out to come out, right? But there is always debate about this in politics is like, how much does, you know, partisanship motivate people like how much do people turn out and like vote for something versus voting against something i would make the case i think that in recent years negative partisanship has been a bigger issue right i think that we've seen a lot more a lot bluer elections for example in massachusetts because people were motivated by negative partisanship about trump i think people came out and voted for massachusetts d's who had nothing to do with trump because they saw themselves as voting against trump in a way that, you know, maybe people didn't behave quite that way in the past. And I think what you saw in Virginia and in New Jersey and with the truck driver who defeated, who may have defeated the Senate president in New Jersey, it's not about those people in particular or even about those parties. I don't think those people are saying like, we love the Republican Party and everything they stand for. I don't see it as like an endorsement of that, of the Republican Party per se. It's negative partisanship. It's saying, I'm voting against those crazy people because they're nuts and everything they want to do is mm-hmm. hurting me and I'm going to come out and vote against them. I don't care what the other party's agenda is. I don't know what it is. I don't know who their candidates are. And I, I, it doesn't matter to me. I'm just voting against you because I don't want you anywhere near my government. Right. And I think that that's been motivating people a lot more in recent years on both sides is this negative partisanship. So, you know, the Democrats have talked about um <coughs> Joy Reid and these other people have talked about, like, oh, we need to motivate our base. We need to go more progressive. I think that what's going on is actually them moving to a more progressive stance has actually motivated the Republican base. You know, I I think them shifting left has has increased oh, totally. Republican. I mean, how much more left can you go before we're all wearing chicken suits at this point? <laughs> Do you want water? Do you want this? No thanks. You I'm good? fine. Yeah. We go to jump back to. I Biden. swallowed way, wrong, like Biden. Yeah. By the way, this um. This um, portends well for Jeff Deal, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it looks good. I, as far as I can tell, in Massachusetts, Charlie Baker is still on the fence about whether or not he's going to run again. I haven't seen really big signs that he's jumping in for sure and has like mobilized his fundraising apparatus and all mm. the stuff he usually does. I would think um, unless Biden plucks him that he would. Uh- I mean, so Massachusetts doesn't have term limits on the governorship. He could run again. Generally, people don't. But... um, Do they not? not They usually don't run for a third term in Massachusetts. It's unusual. Well, I guess if we're even talking about it, I guess then he could. Yeah, I mean, he certainly can. He's still popular enough here. More popular with with Democrats than Republicans, probably. Mm -hmm. The, The... pandemic hurt him with republicans a lot um but that right, and he solidified their love with his shots at trump right um so what happens i think he's still trying to game out what's going on with the primaries and stuff um if obviously the ag gets in we're looking at a little bit of a different race mara healy mm-hmm. i think would you know, th- right now there's really no big name Democrats in. I think a lot of people are waiting to see what Healy does because she's kind of the biggest name in the state that gets floated a lot. Um, I she think- may get a federal AG post if Garland keeps going the way he's going. Right. Um, but, you know, she's if you're a Democrat, she's like pretty much 
fantastic. She's a good politician. She's a good retail politician. Mm -hmm. She goes out there. She's personable. She's, you know, done a lot of suing of the Trump administration, Mm -hmm. if that's your thing, if you're a big anti-Trump progressive. She's a big activist. She's a big activist. She's out there. She's very effective. um, And she's a good politician. You know, Mm -hmm. she's just good at this stuff. And she's likable and all those things. Um, Fairly attractive, too, I'd say, Alice. Okay. Um, And, you know, so... I think she's sort of the big guns in this potential mm-hmm. race. She's not officially in yet. I think she's going to get in. Um, I don't know that Charlie Baker can beat her because I think that there would be a race if she got in in a way that there hasn't been for him since his first election. You know, last time they ran Jay Gonzalez that nobody had heard of. And that was like, yeah. that was as close as you could get to like him running unopposed pretty much last time. Yeah. Let, it me, was, let me jump back to the B-man here. Okay. I, I know we did, but I we also, I was running against Donald Trump. Go back to this. Maybe. Oh, I see. Now I get it. Yeah. So this well, I, is... I, I know we did, but I we also, I was running against Donald Trump. What should Democrats possibly do differently to avoid similar losses in November, especially as Republicans are not successfully is asking for actual advice? How do we make sure we don't lose? Well, I think we should produce for the American people. Look, one of the things that is... That's a very sound thing to say, that we yeah, should produce for the American people. But produce what? If, uh, if they pass my legislation, we're going to be able to reduce the price. People are going to see a reduction in the price of the drug. Man, he sounds run down. I know. I'm sorry, this player. He they, sounds they bad. Have to get because yeah. Medicare will be able to negotiate and lower the price Shit of leg, drugs. Maybe. If they pass my legislation, you're going to see that nobody, and some of you who have children in, uh, in, in daycare or children in child care, you're paying up to $14,000 a year if you live here. You will never have to pay that much money. If you live in Washington, you're more. more than 17%, 7% of your income. They're going to see that. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, so I think that this is a true you know, statement that, like, people want to see you produce, people want to see you do something, right? But, like, the question is, do what? Like, what is this Build Back Better bill going to do for people? Because the problem is that if it's just going to increase inflation, he's only going to dig the hole deeper. Right, and it will, because you can't just print more money. You can't just dump trillions more dollars into the economy and not have an increased inflation, because that's what we're seeing right now. Like, people don't want to see empty grocery store shelves and lines to get gas. Yeah, and it's, especially when now, when people can't spend it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no there's no debit after the credit. So right. nothing gets offset. So everything just expands. Inflation just expands. Right. And I think so the Afghanistan thing is interesting because a lot of pundits said at the time, like, oh, Afghanistan will be forgotten, blah, blah, blah. And I think that that might have been true if everything else was going great. Like if the economy was rolling along and people felt like their paycheck was going further and, you know, hiring was back and jobs were back and everything. Like, I think that. You know, that that type of stuff would make people forget Mm -hmm. Afghanistan. But if things are going badly, it just the Afghanistan thing is just another thing on the pile that's reinforcing the perception that this administration is screwing up. Yeah, but also uh, Afghanistan is all of the foreign policy right now. 
Right. Because we're not making any in, mm-hmm. any uh, moves on China whatsoever. Well, so right, but lots of like very... everything, and we bragged about it. Right, and I think that lots of very smart political people said like, well, Americans don't vote on foreign policy. They don't care about foreign policy. Foreign policy just fades into the mist, da, 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 like at the end of the day, they don't care. Which I think is true in the sense that other things outweigh foreign policy, but... You know, if this is another weight on the scale of you believing that Joe Biden is utterly incompetent and, you know, being pushed around by hacks who have their own political agendas and are destroying the country, then, like, I think it's another compelling data point in that pile. If that were the only one and everything else was, you know, chugging along and going wonderfully, then I don't think you would have the perception that it was the screw up that it is. Well, right. And but also the this whole this whole song and dance over climate in Europe, it couldn't have been worse times. I mean, mm-hmm. to do it now with the prices through the roof? Right. My God, you people. And also, and it's the fact that we're still desperately, because Anthony Blinken is in the, is in the, is the Secretary of State, still desperately trying to get into another Iran deal. And Iran right. doesn't even want it. They're saying, F off. We don't need you anymore. We've got new clients. Yeah, we got the cash from you under the Obama administration. We're done. Right, and we're working with the Chinese now. Things are going wonderfully. Right, right. And so, yeah, like, do Americans care about foreign policy ultimately? I don't know. But I think it feeds in. And I think also, like, he's not doing himself any favors with this climate stuff because, once again, he's not taking any real action on climate. They've now stripped all the climate stuff from the Build Back Better thing because they've cut it back so much. The, so the, from the framework, which is a very <laughs> fluid framework. They're working on, by the way, Bernie Sanders and uh, Menendez have a deal now about the salt cap. They're going to, like, raise the salt cap. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that like no 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 but this is a new oh. a new development that's from today where like Bernie Sanders has this deal with Menendez where they're gonna like raise the salt cap so that like it will be off of the truly middle class people but then if you're like making over seven hundred thousand dollars a year or something then it won't apply then it will still apply to you which I think is garbage and I think if you want to pay the if you want to be able to deduct your uh insane property taxes mm-hmm. for your special blue community that you want to live in then you should also pay the pre-trump tax cut tax rates on your income level so or they'll get tax breaks on a genuine tax breaks if that's trump to tell them i'm busy <laughs> bad bad joke but anyway but, the, but, but somebody's phone rang i guess it actually for him is not a bad joke but but, but the point is that you know we have to move and make it clear that what we've done is increasing their look. People, oh, man. people need a little breathing room. They're overwhelmed. And what happened was... That's uh, it. They're I overwhelmed. We have to just... <laughs> overwhelmed with what, Produce results for them to change their standard of living and give them a little more breathing room. My question is, what's your message, though, for Democratic voters, especially black voters, who see Republicans running on race, education, lying about critical race theory, and they're... Lying, says Yamiche Alcindor. the reporter that we pay. Right, <laughs> right. My goodness. M- m- holy shit. Worry that Democrats... Sorry. This... ...don't have an effective way to push back on that. Well, I think that uh, the whole answer is just to speak the truth. Lay out where we are. Look, um... Uh oh, isn't it? I'm convinced that if you look at 
Go ahead, Joe. Everything from my view on the criminal justice system to my view on equal opportunity to my view on economic issues and all the things that I have and what I've been pushing in legislation, each of the elements are overwhelmingly popular. We have to speak to them. I don't know that that's true. I don't know that that's true. Hold on. I just want to get to, to speak to them and explain them. Look, I just think people are at a point, and it's understandable, where there's a whole lot of confusion. Everything from COVID under control. You guys are so dumb, and you're scared of COVID, and you're scared of black people. You're just confused. We'll help you. To whether or not uh, um, I'm going to get a tax break that allows me to be able to pay for the needs of my kids and my family. And they're all things that we're that we're gonna that I'm running. I do see's coming here anytime now. I can assure you. And on, but we'll run on, and I think we'll do fine. Mr. President, uh, this ought to be good. I I, I think so too. Uh, about the way forward, Mr. President, as you were leaving for your overseas trip, there were reports that were surfacing that your administration is planning to <sighs> pay illegal immigrants who are separated from their families at the border up to $450,000 each, possibly a million dollars per family. Do you think that that might incentivize more people to come over illegally? If you guys keep sending that garbage out, yeah. But it's not true. So this is a garbage report? Yeah. Okay. So $450,000 $450, per person. Is that what you're saying? that was separated from a family member at the border under, under the last administration. That's not going to happen. Okay, and then just a follow-up, because you mentioned Trump a couple times. When you went to try to... Okay, we're almost there, guys. Work with me. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Maybe we'll grab and, the audio uh, in advance next time if we want to play things. You mentioned Trump 24 times. Do you still think that voters really want to hear you talking about Trump more than the issues affecting them every day? Well, the reason I mentioned Trump, if I didn't count the times, is because the issues. Almost there. This is, by the way, this is this just happened. I was just out at the store. I know. I'm not teasing you. I'm not. Their lives every day, and their negative impact on their lives. My view. Thank you all very much. There we go. Thank you all. And I (laughs) laughed when I was at the store, and they were and they were doing this. So, uh, so I had a caller today who mentioned something very interesting, and and I think it makes a lot of sense that people are seeing this president for the first time. Remember, he ran from his basement. He wasn't out and about there. You know, he was very limited in what he said. He had his own teleprompter. The messaging was very much controlled. It was minimal amounts of Biden. But now people are seeing him, seeing uh, how he operates, how he moves on his feet, the way he thinks and and off the top of his head. And, and they're seeing more, you know, he's answering questions. This isn't this isn't canned stuff at this moment. And they're saying they're underwhelmed, understandably, with him. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I was distracted by something. I apologize. What were you distracted by? Um, There was a job that I had applied for. Oh, yeah? And um, they emailed me asking if I could talk. They emailed about an hour ago asking if I could talk like now. So I was just emailing them back oh. and picking a time like a few minutes from now. So when we finish the show, oh, are these I can people talk that with. I'm interested in. Um, I don't know. Oh, are these p- 
people we've talked about before? Yes, these are people that I've okay, been spending yeah, time okay. interviewing with. Okay, okay. Yeah, sorry. You don't have to yell at me. Okay, sorry. That's I'm just explaining to you what I was doing oh. right now. Well, okay. that's I was very emailing them back. Okay, sure. Bodes well for St. Polly girl. I mean, I had you where I wanted you. I know. I, I well. placed you in a good home, <laughs> and <laughs> one that might end up with beer and nachos for me. But alas, well, we'll see. Maybe they're not mutually exclusive. Why don't we see what happens? Wow, this is interesting. That changes. That's a horse of a different color. Anything else you want to get to? Um, we got a few minutes to spare here. We do have a few minutes to spare. Uh, we've been doing this for 38 minutes and 10 seconds. Okay. Well, um, you don't have to. You don't, don't did have you to. have DeSantis, my DeSant- my next president of the United States? Oh, uh, let me see. Let Are we ready for an Italian president? You can play him right out of the uh, our, I can? our thread. Yes. Thank you oh, very much, love Alice. I love it. Hold on. Let me see. Because DeSantis was Let me look at that sentence today. Awesome per usual. Uh, Who's ready for oh the Oh my first? God, I didn't know. It was Kamala back? No, she's not. That's old. No, no, no. That's from. It's okay. just her from a couple of days saying ago saying that, yeah. that oh, as goes Virginia, so goes the nation, pretty much. So. Okay, here we go. This is death sentence from earlier. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at the Biden, the Brandon administration in terms of what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Well, that's you know what he is really kind of Trumpy. You know, Trump would love that too. So, so I do have to say I love this, obviously, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, like I don't want him to go too trolly. Flourish on how it's been used previously. Um, no, no, either do I. And I don't think he really does. But I did watch the long version of that. Mm-hmm. And he, they wouldn't stop. The room just started erupting and standing yeah. up and things. I did see one black conservative saying, like, not to be racist, but you guys need to, like, have a little bit better sense of rhythm here with the chants and the, you're not exactly on the ball. <laughs> because sometimes people will ask me, oh, man, how come Florida, 84,000 jobs, the rest of the country, you know, what, what could be done to help the rest of the country? And I say, well, you know, the saying that I always think back, and it's a little bit of a flourish on how it's been used previously, uh, but a recession is when your neighbor loses his job. A depression is when you lose yours. A recovery is when Dr. Fauci loses his. <laughs> That is great. Oops, sorry about that. Yeah, that is the best because, I mean, because it's true. Because what's going on with the economy right now is because of meddling bureaucrats screwing with your life because they've decided they know better. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're telling you lies. Walensky is getting up there and crying to you about the Delta variant and her impending sense of doom and shutting down things that are impacting your life, right? That's what's going on with the economy, right? And, like, these little fiddly bureaucrats like Fauci screwing around and funding things in Wuhan and whatever they're doing, like, they're messing up your life, right? Like, we can't recover until we get rid of the people who are messing with our lives. So that's, like, what I liked about that is because it's actually true. I love it. I'm all for it. I think I, I'm so enthused by this guy. But between him and the uh, lieutenant governor of Virginia, I am excited as hell about Republican politics. 
Thank you so much, everyone. As always, very exciting times. Um, you can talk to us on Twitter, as always, at Burn Barrel Pod, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. We're also at BurnBarrelPodcast.com. And you can email us, BurnBarrelPodcast at gmail.com. Um, what else? We're still not on YouTube. Tomorrow night, probably, probably uh, uh, our, our YouTube, YouTube channel, channel is slated to be back if we don't break any more rules. So, but y'all know us. We're rule breakers. So. We're rule breakers, huh? <laughs> I'm a rebel. Tough guy. Wow. <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good wild berry acai grape pineapple mango lemon and mandarin orange my favorite is the wild berry because i just i just love a berry so if you're like me and you're drinking water all day then try splash refresher it's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you Acast powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend the Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.